Welcome to the Mindful Life Podcast. Join me, your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator, as I navigate living my best life with the intention to educate and raise the collective consciousness around the benefits of living a mindful life. Each week via the Mindful Life Podcast, I will bring to you a range of content, including special guests that explore mindfulness, mindset, and mental health. Are you feeling tired or are you under stress? Are you overloaded or just generally feeling overwhelmed? Well, I'm really excited to share a very special stress reduction tool that I've been using and recommending to my clients for a number of years. Calm is the number one app for meditation, relaxation and sleep. With over 21 million downloads and achieving the Apple App of the Year in 2017, Calm is so perfectly aligned with all that I do as a mental health professional and all that I teach here at the Mindful Life Podcast. It is the perfect stress relief strategy and the perfect mindfulness tool. The app has so many fantastic and easy to use features, including Daily Calm, a brand new 10 minute meditation every day, 100 plus guided meditations covering anxiety, focus, gratitude, and so much more. 80 plus sleep stories to settle the mind and relax the body. Exclusive music tracks for focus, relaxation, and sleep. Calm Masterclass featuring world-renowned mindfulness experts. My personal favorites include sleep stories, and I've recently discovered Calm Music, which I have on a continuous loop at my practice, in counseling sessions, and in classes. I also love the Calm Masterclass videos, which cover some fantastic topics, including gratitude, happiness, and mindful eating. And not to mention all the great features the app now offers for kids, including sleep stories, meditations, and lullabies. I'm so very excited to be partnering with Calm to bring you, my listeners, some amazing offers. Calm is so generously offering the Mindful Life podcast listeners a free four-week subscription to the Calm Premium app. All you need to do is head to the following link, calm.com forward slash calm health trial. That's calm.com forward slash calm health trial. And just follow the prompts to enjoy your free four-week trial of Calm Premium. You'll be feeling calm, relaxed and at peace in no time. The Mindful Life podcast acknowledges the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast was recorded. We recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community and pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and thanks for joining me for episode number 25 of the Mindful Life podcast. In today's episode, things are a little bit different. Today, I'm on the other end of the microphone. In this episode, Adam Roach, podcaster and music teacher, interviews me for his podcast, the Melbourne Northern Suburbs podcast, where he showcases and chats with local businesses in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. It was great to have a chat with Adam, talking all things mental health 
and discussing exactly what I do and who I see in my day-to-day work from my mental health practice in Doreen. What a great service Adam is providing to local businesses. Head over to his podcast and check it out and learn all about some of the other small businesses that serve the Doreen community and beyond. Okay, so here I am with Marianne Eve, who's a mental health social worker. Yep. Welcome down. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Adam. So yeah, you can just tell us just about yourself and what you do. Sure. So I am a mental health worker, a mental health social worker. I have around 25 years experience working as a professional helper. Mm-hmm. So I have a mental health practice in Lorimer, which mm-hmm. is the main street of Doreen. I've been practicing in the main street of Dorian for about eight years now, so I've seen lots of oh, changes wow. throughout um, Lorimer. So what I do there is I provide uh, one-on-one mental health counselling to adults and children, and I also run a range of courses around mindfulness and mm-hmm. mindset yep. uh, with both adults and children as well. And I'm also a hypnobirthing practitioner. So basically that means I educate women and their birth partner on how to have a safe, calm and natural intervention, if possible, free birth. Yeah, yeah I did say that. I was going to ask you yeah. what that was all about. So sure. <laughs> there we go. So how long have you been doing that one for? Uh, well, the hypnobirthing is a recent thing. I started that uh, probably around 12 months ago, so just sort of added that to my suite of services. So yep. I guess working in mental health, you can become a little bit burnt out because you're dealing with other people's issues. So I'm always looking at yep. other ways and other things that I can add in just to, I suppose, make my work a bit more varied and work with different client groups as well. Okay. So with the, the mental health worker, how did that first come about? So about doing it? Sure. So I guess I've worked, as I said, as a helper for 20 odd years, 25 years. So kind of started in childcare, straight from high school, then on to youth work, disability and drug and alcohol and just kind of progressed, I guess, Mm. through, I don't know, I don't want to say the ranks, but I suppose just moved around, did a social work degree about 15 years ago and sort of went into mental health after that. So I've worked in children's mental health. I've worked in adult mental health. I've worked on the Beyond Blue telephone line. So mm-hmm. I guess I've worked in mental health for quite a few years, probably about 10 years, and then started my practice about eight years ago. Yeah. And so how are people get in contact with you, mainly through like word of mouth or yep. uh, referrals? Sure. So a bit of both. So uh, word of mouth is how I, I get some of my referrals, but also through doctors. Okay. So GPs can refer clients to me and the GP will generally write what we call a GP mental health care plan, which is like a referral. So uh, the client will then contact me or the GP will contact me and we'll set up a time. And if the client has that paperwork, that referral from their doctor, they will get a significant rebate through Medicare. So I'm registered through Medicare, which means the client's entire to a concession fee or that uh, the government or Medicare pays the bulk of that fee. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, most of my referrals come through doctors, self-referrals or word of mouth. Yep. Now, I know you probably can't go into a lot of it, but uh, yeah, yeah. like you use some examples why people come sure, to you. Sure, absolutely. So, look, there is the garden variety, depression and anxiety. That's probably the most common. Um, So people do present to me with mental health issues as such, like depression and anxiety. But I also see people who perhaps have had some sort of upheaval in their life. It might be that they've had a relationship breakdown or some difficulties at work or, you know, some sort of hurdles or obstacles that they're facing in their life Mm. that they just need a bit of support with. Um, I also do quite a bit of work with kids who might have behavioural issues or mental health 
issues as well. In terms of my courses, my adult course that I run, it's a mindfulness course. Often I have people who just want to uh, look after themselves, so want to focus on their self-care, might come to me to do a mindfulness course, really as a preventative as well. Mm. So just around looking after themselves and learning some strategies and techniques. So I guess in terms of the work I do one-on-one with counselling clients, it's support and it's assistance and it's, I suppose, just being a listening ear, offering strategies and just someone who's separate to the situation just to give them a bit of perspective as well. Okay. I suppose everyone's different, but do most people like last maybe six months or a year or whatever it takes? Sure. As you said, everyone's different. So someone might come for one session and feel like you know they've got the strategies that, that they need or someone might come uh, for a number of sessions three or four the gp mental health care plan will give them 10 sessions per calendar year so a lot of people use up those sessions um, and try and space them out over the year right. because once those sessions are used up then they're having to pay the full fee themselves yep. um, so it's case by case but look i do i have some clients who i've been seeing for five or six years off and on a bit like getting your car serviced you might yeah. sort of come back <laughs> you know, once a month or once every couple of months and just do a bit of a check-in. Yep. So I think that can be really helpful for clients, you know, who've had some difficulties and they've got back on their feet and they just want to come and do a bit of a check-in. Yep. I have um, a number of clients who are previous drug and alcohol users, so that can be really good mm. for them in terms of, um, you know, them just coming and checking in and, you know, letting me know how they're going. So yep. that can be something really positive as well. Yeah. And now you said it's uh, one-on-one, but do you get families coming in? Look... Generally, it is just one-on-one. I'm not a family therapist and I'm not a couples counsellor, so those are other areas of expertise. But look, you know, sometimes I get uh, mother and child come in and I do some work with with them around their relationship. So, yeah, generally family work is family therapy or couples work is couples um, counselling, which I'm not, yeah, that's not my area of expertise. So I'm more individual work. Yeah, that's good. And so most of your clients are around that way, Doreen? Or yes. Doreen? Yeah, so most of my clients are uh, from around Doreen. I guess what people don't realise is that Doreen, even though it's sort of on the outskirts of Melbourne, it can be seen as quite central. So I do yeah. get a lot of clients that are Lorimer and Doreen, but I also get clients that are Mernda, South Morang, Epping, yeah. um, Wallert. And then the other side of uh, Yangin Road, I get clients that are from sort of Montmorency, Greensborough, Yarrambat. Okay. And out that way as well, and also Whittlesea and King Lake. So it kind of yeah. can be a little bit central because it's a bit of a hub, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. as you know. <laughs> yeah. So it can be quite central. But look, the vast majority of my clients are from Doreen. So you've got a podcast as well. Yes, I do. <laughs> the Mindful Life Podcast. I do, yep. So how long has that been going for? I started that in December. I had planned for the launch date to be in January, and it was kind of one of those things where I was thinking, why am I waiting? Just do it. Just yeah. take the bull by the horns and do it. So I started that because I thought it would be something that could be helpful. As you know, Adam, podcasts are free. They're accessible. You know, you can listen anytime. Most people have an iPhone or similar where they can listen to to a podcast. So I thought it would be a good way to get my information and my knowledge out there. You know, it's by no means is it, you know, anything too professional or too fancy. And that wasn't what it was about for me. I just wanted to um, get my message out. So I just basically use my phone and record the episodes and it's around mindset mindfulness and mental health so just offering people some strategies um, and some ways of coping and ways of thinking i've done an episode on sleep on managing our thoughts i've oh. done some episodes on meditation and mindfulness yeah, so i have to listen to that one about the sleep yeah, so. yes yes <laughs> uh, and i also interview like yourself special yeah. guests so okay. i try and get some other 
allied health professionals along just to talk about what they do and how they work with people who have mental health issues. So I've had an acupuncturist, Mick, who I think you're going to be speaking to as well. Mick Moran, is it? Yeah, Mick. Oh, I can't think of the yeah. name, but no, Mick, he's a local acupuncturist. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, he's yeah. who's going to be talking to you as well. Yeah. I've also uh, had a sound meditation, sound therapist on as well. Oh, yeah. And I've talked to someone who uh, had an accident and has resulted in them becoming a paraplegic. So I just talked to him about his journey in overcoming obstacles. So mm. I guess it's a combination of me talking about my skills and knowledge and experience, but also bringing some people in who may have overcome adversity or who may have a different way of working with people with mental health issues as well. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a good way for people to get an insight of what you do as well. Yes. And it's interesting, Adam, because I had a girlfriend message me and say that she knew of someone who uh, didn't feel comfortable accessing counselling. And so she put him onto my podcast. And so it was a way for him to access that support from the comfort and safety of his own home and, you know, have that support there on hand. So Mm. it can kind of break down um, some of those barriers as well. Yeah, that's really good. Mm. As well as the, the podcast, um, so I guess you your website and Facebook, people can get in contact with you there. Yep, via my Facebook. My Facebook is Lyra Mental Health and Hypnobirthing. Uh, that's not what my business is called, but I guess I just didn't want to use my name, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, But I can give you that information. I don't know if you'll put that yeah, in the show it, notes. Yeah. Yep. So with the, again, going to the mental health working, so what would be your, your main thing? I know you said some of the things before. What would be the main depression or? So the main, I guess, presentation that I see is anxiety. Okay. So uh, what they say is at uh, one point in their life, uh, one in three people will have anxiety. So it's very, very common. And I actually have a lived experience of anxiety myself. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm quite open in admitting that. So anxiety would be the most common thing that I work with, with both children and Adults, I'm actually seeing a lot more children with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, it makes you wonder what is it about society or the world that we live in that so many people are presenting with anxiety. Mm. And I think it's the pressure that we all live under. Um, And it's also, I think, um, our desire to want and to need so many things or we think we need things. So the Mm -hmm. pursuit of uh, materialism and wanting more, which is a little bit Buddhist. I do work from a bit of a Buddhist perspective. So this idea that we just need to be working to have more and more of everything, I think can uh, cause us a lot of stress. Um, you know, stress is a Western construct. It's, um, you know, Buddhism says that stress doesn't really exist in Eastern philosophy. So we have this idea that we need to work to get more, and I think it causes us a lot of stress, which can then kind of grow to anxiety as well. So, and look, you know, there's a lot of difficulties, things like relationship breakdowns, and can add to anxiety as well, with one in three marriages ending in divorce or separation. So we are, I think, as a a society under a lot of pressure yep. which can create anxiety as well so i would say that's the most common thing that i deal with yep. and you there every day look i am I, I do have the capacity to be there every day but i pretty much work three days a week i run a kids mindfulness program which operates three afternoons a week so that's something really interesting that i, I offer to the community it's uh, for kids aged six to twelve years and it's teaching kids how to manage stress okay. and difficult emotions Um, through meditation and mindfulness and cognitive behavioural therapy. So it's really just teaching kids that they can slow down, that they can use their breath to manage their difficulties, that they can pause and reflect before they react. Mm. 
and just I suppose teaching kids to be in the moment and just that they can be still we don't have to be so on the go yeah and, you know, kids have spent so much time on their devices. Yeah. So just moving them away from that kind of busyness yeah. um, and just teaching them how to be still and to be calm and relaxed. So that's something that I am really passionate about and something yes, that I really great. enjoy delivering. Yeah. yeah. It's quite a popular program. Yeah. I suppose, like I said, the times have changed with all the technology now. Yes. So probably is it a bit more important now to get that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I can see all these guitars here. So, so the importance of, you know, stopping, slowing down, yeah. you know, being calm and, and using, you know, other modalities as well. Like a lot of kids are put on medication uh, quite quickly. So just having that understanding that we can, we can use things like meditation, education, even music therapy and art therapy and um, exercise and other ways to manage our mental health as well, taking that holistic approach. Yeah, yeah. Have you had much to do with music therapy? No, I haven't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. But <laughs> yeah. no, just I think, you know, that's something that, um, you know, could be really helpful for kids as well, expressing themselves through music. And just, yeah. you know, I was saying to you earlier that I, I had an, I've got an interview on my podcast with a sound therapist. So she uses sound. So things like gongs and singing and singing mm-hmm. bells or singing bowls and drums in her meditation. So she uses those to, mm. you know, invoke calm and and stillness and peace so you know music i think is very therapeutic yeah talk into that yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely but you know it's just other ways of seeing how we can manage our mental health yeah oh, excellent mm. yeah great yeah, good thank you no worries. thanks for coming down if for any reason you have found the content of today's podcast triggering or distressing in any way please consider accessing some professional support Australian mental health telephone support numbers are listed in the show notes. You've been listening to the Mindful Life podcast with your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator. If you'd like further information or you'd like to connect, feel free to make contact via Facebook or Instagram under the handle Mindful Life Podcast or via email mindfullifepodcast at gmail.com.